USA. I'm Tavis Smiley. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. So glad to see you and me back in stride again. Our phone number 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. All of our socials can be found at KBLA 1580. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Everything at KBLA 1580. Let me also invite you right now to download our app and listen to us live anywhere in the world. But download the app right now, we ask, by going to KBLA 1580. Should you miss us any day in real time, check out the podcast of this program by going to the app, the website, Anchor, Spotify, Apple, so many places to get the podcast of the program and listen at your leisure should you miss us any day in real time. But I am delighted to have you along live with us today for the next three hours. You can also watch the live stream of this program by tapping on the KBLA TV icon on our app or by going to our YouTube channel. And let me also invite you to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at the Real Tavis Smiley and get Twitter updates at Tavis Smiley. Another great show on tap for you today in our second hour. Today is tax day. <laughs> we'll talk financial literacy and wealth building in hour two with the co-founder of Black Wealth Matters, Saria Rigo. In our third hour, do you ever feel a lot of uh, out of touch with the younger generation and their experiences? How do you navigate the challenges of connecting with a generation that seems to be ever involving a conversation on what he calls emerging adulthood with Dr. Jeffrey Jensen Arnett? We'll do that in hour three. In this first hour today, though, two more conversations on the backside of this hour, a conversation with LAPD veteran Cheryl Dorsey about those eight Akron, Ohio police officers who shot and killed Jalen Walker last June, not facing criminal charges. Walker was shot more than 40 times after a car chase and foot chase. And what's up with these um, these trigger-happy white men shooting, wounding, and killing kids for ringing the wrong doorbell or pulling into the wrong driveway? We'll talk about that on the B side of this hour. Speaking of guns, though, we commence today's program with one of the Tennessee Three, Representative Gloria Johnson. It's been a whirlwind in Tennessee and Tennessee politics over the past several weeks, as you well know, to say the least. Just a quick recap here. One week after a, a, a horrific mass shooting took place on March 27th, at an elementary school in Nashville, Tennessee, three Democrats led a gun reform protest in the chamber of Tennessee's House of Representatives. The Republican-controlled House voted to expel two of the three lawmakers who led that demonstration, the two being... Uh, Representative Justin Jones, Representative Justin Pearson, both young black men. However, Representative Gloria Johnson, a white woman, survived the expulsion vote, and she did not hesitate to slam the votes, removing Jones and Pearson as what it was, racist. The two men, as you well know, have since been reinstated, yet the deep flawed uh, uh, roots in our democracy remain apparent. And uh, I am delighted to have Representative Gloria Johnson join us now to give her a take on all of this turbulence over the last couple of weeks. Representative Johnson, good to have you on KBLA Talk 1580. How are you today? I'm, I'm doing well, and thank you so much for having me. It's my great delight to have you on. Glad we got you for these 30 minutes. Uh, I mean, we'll do what we can uh, in the time that we have you. But thank you for putting us on such a busy schedule. I, I wanted to talk to you. Uh, you. You may have heard about you on hold a moment ago. We're running a promo featuring Justin Pearson, your colleague, who's already appeared uh, on this station. But I wanted to talk to you specifically because everybody is talking to the two Justins, as it were. But I wanted to get your take. Uh, on 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 all that has transpired. So I'll start big. Uh, I'll start broad, and we'll work our way through the time we have together. But what do you make at this point of all this brouhaha over the last couple of weeks? 
Well, I, I think the, the thing that's been good is it has shined a light on the legislature in Tennessee mm-hmm. and how um, how we are just shredding democracy here by silencing voices, not allowing dissenting opinions, not calling on members, cutting off their mics. You know, these, this has been evident now to people. The people have been watching across the country and across the world, actually, mm-hmm. and and see how things are operating here. And when cameras are here, guess what? These folks behave a little differently. They actually <laughs> call on members, and and uh, this this sunlight is is helpful. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, amazing, amazing what a camera in a room can do. Uh, I hear your right. point. Uh, let, let me ask you, what do you make of the fact that this debate? Uh, all of this drama uh, jumped off around the issue of gun violence. I asked that question against what you heard me say a moment ago. Um, these shootings continue to happen. These mass shootings continue to happen. We, right. are, we are a trigger-happy nation. Uh, what do you make of the fact, again, that this drama jumped off around a protest about gun violence? Well, I think it's, I, I think it's very clear what, what we've done here. We had this horrible shooting at a school in, in Nashville and lost three children and three staff from the school. Mm-hmm. And the first action our, our MAGA supermajority takes is to expel members rather than addressing gun violence. Mm. I think it shows you exactly what they care about. Um, you know, we have been passing, they're trying, they've, we have a constitutional carry here. Anybody can carry open clothes. You don't need a you don't need a permit. And they're changing the age from twenty one to eighteen. That's one of the things they've been working on this year and also including long long guns and, and all these sorts of things. And so we are working in the wrong direction and it's against the people because even the majority of Republicans want gun sense legislation. Mm-hmm. And they're they are ignoring their own voters the independents and the Democrats who desperately want some gun sense legislation, and they are listening to the NRA and the Tennessee Firearms Association. Yeah. They, they are driven by lobbyists. There are so many issues in Tennessee where the majority of the citizens in all parties want, they want Medicaid expansion. They want paid family leave. They want us to invest in public education. And this supermajority is doing none of those things. They are doing the bidding of the billionaire special interest, mm-hmm. not the people of this state. As I intimated, uh, not intimated, said said directly, uh, frankly, in my introduction of you, um, you did not hesitate to slam the votes, removing your colleagues, Representative Justin Jones and Representative Justin Pearson, uh, as racist. You called it exactly what it was. Let me ask you expressly and, and, and directly. Uh, where and how, in what ways did you see racism uh, afoot uh, in this situation? Right, you know, they were they were demeaning and talked down to me in my hearing. There's no question about that. But it, you know, there were clearly racist undertones and overtones mm. in the way they questioned and and heard the two Justins. And I even heard members say, "Well, you know, they're not." They're not, you know, their approach, they're being, you know, they're, they're loud and they're this, um, you know, if they would talk like us and dress like us and act like us, <laughs> mm. then this wouldn't be happening. And, you know, I'm a 60 year old white woman and I'm also a school teacher. So my manner of speaking is different. You know, I didn't apologize and I stood with those young men and I, you know, I will stand with them always. I've known Justin Jones. For probably 10 years, we've worked together on various issues. Mm-hmm. 
Justin Pearson is, I've known him less time, but he's of the same mind, fighting for the people, standing up and making sure that the people who sent us here, that their voices are being heard. And that's what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And there's no question. I've sat in committee. I've been up here longer than they have. And I have heard racist statements in committee, on the floor, over and over. Well, it was just less than, it was probably a month ago in criminal justice committee. I'm sitting there, and we are listening to a bill. The Republicans have a bill to bring back the firing squad and the electric chair. And we're listening to this bill in committee, and I had spoken against it. And then one of my colleagues speaks up and says, I think this is a great bill. I'm going to sign on as a co-sponsor. And I think we ought to add hanging by a tree. This man sat in committee advocating for lynching a hate Mm. crime. Mm. Because he didn't say a gallows. He said hanging by a tree. That has a particular meaning. Mm -hmm. Mm. And, And so it is not unusual to hear this stuff sitting in committee and sitting on the floor. And I love that people are watching. They're tuning in online because they need to see this stuff. Now you see why I wanted to talk to Representative Gloria Johnson. Uh, I love the Justins, uh, Jones and Pearson. They've been everywhere, uh, again, indeed, on this station, and we're grateful for the opportunity to talk to newsmakers in real time. But this is why I wanted to have Gloria Johnson on our program today. We'll continue our conversation with her when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. Conversations that matter. matter. You're listening to Tavis Smiley on KBLA Talk 1580. This is one of those conversations that definitely matters. Our guest uh, in this first half hour is Representative Gloria Johnson, one of the Tennessee Three. Um, You have obviously uh, followed this story for the last couple of weeks, uh, and we're delighted to have her on our program uh, to start uh, our broadcast today. Uh, Representative Johnson, I I, I was listening last night. I'd heard it a few times. I I thought about playing it for the audience, but the, the, the quality isn't the best. Uh, But we all read days ago about this leaked audio tape where these colleagues who you were making reference to earlier are in a in a a private meeting uh, saying some things that are pretty fascinating and interesting, uh, for lack of a better word or words. Yeah. What what, what did you make of that leaked audio tape? Um, It was it was truly something, you know, we we kind of guess at what they say when nobody's what they say when nobody's listening or they think nobody's listening. Mm -hmm. But to actually hear it is just remarkable to me. And after listening to it and hearing them talk about, um, you know, not having those people on their in their hallowed halls and t- taking away their way of life and, and how we are the enemy and we are at war, I mean, that is such a disservice to the people of Tennessee when the, the your colleagues, you can't sit down and discuss policy that works for all Tennesseans because they see us as enemies and and that we are at war. Mm-hmm. I mean, I came after listening to that, and I, I could not help myself, but I said, it sounds like a bunch of Confederates planning strategy for the Civil War. I mean, <laughs> it, it was it was ludicrous that, that they are more focused on working against us than they are good policy for Tennesseans. Mm. And certainly not any interest in doing something to stop this proliferation of guns and gun violence when gun violence is now the number one killer of our children. There is a price um, that one pays uh, when one is white and one stands with African-Americans. Can you give me some sense of the price that you've paid um, for being as vocal, for being as courageous as as eloquent as you have been on this issue? 
Well, yeah, I mean, there are threats. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. there are people that vehemently disagree. And, of course, there are also people that believe in guns all the time, anytime. And so, you know, that can be a little um, unnerving. But, you know, I absolutely wa- will not be afraid of these bullies because that's what they are. I mean, I, I grew up, um, I lived for a time in, in Mississippi, and my father was in the FBI, and mm. the KKK blew up a Jewish synagogue near our home, and my father arrested three of those members, and they th- the rest of them threatened to kill our whole family. We had to move out of our house for a few weeks, and um, and, and so until they rounded up the whole group. And it was just, you know, it's, we're not, I'm not going to be bullied Mm. and I'm not going to be afraid of people who, who are, you know, trying to frighten folks into being quiet because Mm. that's what we have. And we just can't do that. No, that's a fascinating story. Can I ask, how old were you at that, at the time, Mississippi? I was only, I think I I was six at the Mm. time. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and we just went to stay with the friend, you know, we thought it was like a slumber party for a few weeks. And then later, you know, you, you learn as a kid, you kind of know what's going on. When we sure. moved back in the house, we had a ranch where house where all of our bed, the kids' bedrooms were on the front of the house. And and mom lined up our beds in the hallway behind the bedrooms because she didn't want us in the front of the house, mm. you know. So we slept on our beds in the hallway for a couple months mm. just because. When you, when you look back on that, um, I'm wondering <laughs> – how you process the ways in which that has impacted your work and your witness that as a child, I mean, here you are being bullied now as a duly elected legislator in the state of Tennessee, but this ain't your first rodeo um, to have experienced this as a child, to have your father and your, your mother and your, your family threatened by the Klan uh, moving out of your house because your father again rested these uh, Klan members as a member of the FBI. Uh, how has that informed um, your life and the work that you do? Well, I mean, that doesn't go away. Yeah. Um, you know, you remember that forever. And, and you just remember that, you know, these people are, are um, they're evil. And they will do anything t- to get their way. But you cannot let them bully you. And you, you can't let their word be the last word. We've got to push back against this. And, um, and, and it has made me very cognizant my whole life of of what, you know, other communities go through um, and, uh, and understanding the, the violence and what racism has caused and what it can cause. Mm. How, how, how has your being a teacher? Uh, I, I, I note um, what you said earlier that you are a legislator, but you've also been a, been a teacher in your life. How, how, how has that informed the way you see the world being a teacher? Uh, the way you see the world and the way you see issues like what you experienced regarding uh, uh, Pearson and Jones in the legislature? Certainly. I mean, one of the things that I did, I've, I've taught in Tennessee and Knox County most of my life, but I did go for three years to Colorado, and it was the year after Columbine happened. Mm. And I taught at a school called Dakota Ridge that was just a couple of miles, miles from Columbine. And some of the students who couldn't go back into the building at Columbine came to Dakota Ridge. And I've always worked with emotionally disturbed behavior disorder students and actually wrote a grant for a program there similar to what we had in Knoxville for uh, kids with emotional issues. 
and um, Jefferson County, Colorado, that school system, they enacted uh, the the grant that I wrote to have, you know, counselor uh, psychologists in the classroom, you know, part of the time and all of that. So, um, you know, it's just important that we address those issues and, and, and seeing those kids and hearing them talk about that was just horrifying. And then when I came back to Tennessee, I went, I was teaching at Central High School in Knoxville, and we had a school shooting, and uh, one of our students was killed. And I will never forget um, the day it happened in the morning at breakfast before school. And so um, we, uh, I, I just looked up from my classroom, and I see hundreds of kids running out of the cafeteria screaming and crying, and they come running down to my room, and I'm you know, it takes a while for them to be able to articulate what happened. They were just traumatized, mm-hmm. and they had just watched one of their class classmates get shot and killed. And um, you know, the security, the police officer was in the room. You know, that he was in the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just that doesn't always it's it doesn't always help. And so, just seeing the trauma and dealing with the kids and the parents. And, and the teachers, the staff, and the trauma that everybody has from that, it doesn't go away. Yeah. When I'm in a classroom right now, if I'm sitting in a classroom visiting or helping or doing whatever, um, if I hear a siren while in a classroom, I instantly start. You know, I just get really startled and just a little PTSD, I guess, yeah. from because after seeing the kids running down the hill, mm. then I started hearing the sirens. And so that always triggers me when I hear sirens mm. when I'm sitting in a classroom. Mm. You, you had, you've had some, you've had some experiences. Let me, let me ask you, um, <laughs> yeah. what, what's, what's more difficult dealing with kids with emotional issue issues or adult legislators who clearly have emotional <laughs> issues? Well, I'll tell you what, this is what I say all the time. You know, people are like, how are you, how do you stay so calm? And, and, you know, how do you have so much patience? And I said, well, 27 years with emotionally disturbed teenagers has prepared me for the legislature. <laughs> yeah, I thought there was something there. So. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely some, And yeah. I'm not kidding. That's a fact. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, I, but I tell you, at least the kids had a reason for um the problems in their behavior i I can't say so much for these legislators (laughs) yeah um how have you been treated by your 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 white colleagues um since all of this uh, has transpired um you know it's it's not changed a whole lot Are Um, are you like a traitor to them they see you as a traitor um I, I don't know. Now, a lot of people online are calling me a traitor, which I don't really understand. I, I spoke up for the people that I represent, mm-hmm. and to me, that's the opposite of a traitor. Mm-hmm. But but you have to understand, I have been here. The, the two Justins are new this session. I've been here longer, and I have been um, – I mean, they have retaliated against me over and over because I've always been probably the most vocal member. Mm-hmm. and. I was the only member um, uh, last session who voted against the Speaker of the House, who is a Republican, who fought to keep the bust of Nathan Bedford Forrest, a, a, a man who made millions from slave trade, murdered, um, surrendering black soldiers at Fort Pillow, and became the first Grand Wizard of the KKK. They had a bust of him in our Capitol that our members and our black members had to walk past going to the House floor or the Senate floor. Mm. 
And our speaker fought to keep that bust. He also fought to keep Medicaid expansion out of Tennessee for 10 years. And I'm I'm not voting for that. There's no way. So I was the only member that didn't vote for him, and they gave me a closet for an office. Wow. Let me (laughs) – I can do this for hours. I know you got a full schedule. I, I'm watching my <laughs> clock. I got I got less than two minutes left with you. Let me ask you this: um, Has anything good, to your mind, come out of all this drama? Oh, absolutely! A lot of good has come. I mean, we are our message on gun violence is getting out everywhere. People from other states, especially Kentucky, has reached out to us. They want to collaborate with us. A lot of organizations want to collaborate. So we're building this movement. And um, we're going to keep moving forward and keep raising the issue of gun violence and do everything that we can with gun sense legislation to protect our communities, because it's got to be done. And, and I do want to say to you, Tavis, congratulations on KBLA, since we're, we're almost out of time here. But I just, I just really love what you all are doing and, and appreciate that. But, but we just want to keep in the forefront, the issue of gun violence and the fact that we have to act. And the young people's voices are amazing. Mm -hmm. They're not going to back down. Um, how can you not love Gloria Johnson? Uh, she even shouts out the radio station, which is, <laughs> which is, I'm just, I'm just, I'm in here tickled. But I thank you for that. We're, we're trying to do uh, the Lord's work, as are you in Tennessee, and I, 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 we are simpatico in that regard. Let me offer this as a quick exit question. Uh, Thirty seconds to go here. I, I assume I know the answer to this, given the way uh, I have heard you and the audience has heard you over these last thirty minutes. But I assume at this point, regarding this, uh, this fight, you have no regrets whatsoever. No regrets. I didn't apologize. I did what I had to do to make the people's voices in my district heard and also to recognize the thousands outside the chamber who came there to beg us to do something about gun violence and no one was listening to them. We wanted to know that we saw them and we heard them and we cared about their issue and we'll fight for them. You know, I say all the time that that uh, that courage ain't so common these days, uh, but I also believe that courage is contagious. Courage is contagious, and I love uh, the courage of Representative Gloria Johnson, who has been our guest for these past 30 minutes. Representative Johnson, thank you, thank you, thank you for your work and your witness of delight and an honor to have had you on this program. Thank you for your time. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's my great honor. More of Tavis Smiley after news, traffic, and sports on KBLA Talk 1580.